my gosh, everybody. Oh, oh my gosh. That how, how was that? Is everybody's blood sugar still like low and okay and fine? Uh, blood pressure, I should say. Uh, mine's not. Uh, mine's not. It's not normally anyway. But uh, <laughs> oh man, what an incredible comeback win for the Kraken after you know they enter the third period. You're up three one. You're not expecting them to have to have a comeback win late, but you get the amazing tying goal from Jared McCann with, I think, a buck 22 left. And then with 4.9 seconds left in overtime, Jordan Eberly gets it done on a great feed from McCann. And the Kraken are able to take this one in Detroit 5-4. Thank you all for joining us here on Emerald City Hockey's Post Game Live. It's just going to be me tonight. Uh, RJ had a had a separate engagement. He's actually speaking at a college to a bunch of uh, young um, uh, sports journalist uh, people, um, students, I guess I should say. Uh, so RJ is not going to be able to celebrate and have the fun dance party, Cartier party, uh, with all of us. But uh, I, I have a feeling, you know. We'll, we'll get by because that was just such an incredible finish from the crack and everything about that was, I mean, it was great except for like what, you know, the first 19 minutes of the third period, <laughs> we take that out. Everything else was pretty good as the crack and really found themselves in penalty trouble there really, you know, ballooned up the score for the Red Wings there. Uh, however, you know, one sport where um, you're not going to run into penalty problems that'll balloon up your score and everything like that. Uh, mini golf over at Flatstick Pub. Never going to run into penalty problems over at Flatstick Pub dealing with mini golf. Not like this. Never going to have to worry about power plays when playing mini golf, right? And so, uh, so it's a, how's that for the segue today, everybody? Um, so yes, just, just want to again, all season long over at that South Lake Union location, 50% off games such as mini golf beforehand. And then after the game, you show your Kraken ticket, you get a dollar off beer. Can Everybody can go and celebrate wins just like we saw from the Kraken tonight. Uh, yeah, it's all great stuff at all six, you know, and, and if you're not by the South uh, Lake Union location, check out any of the other five locations around Washington. They got you covered everywhere. All right, I, I got it. I, I'll start with the super chats as always, right? Brian in here with this first super chat. Thank you very much, Brian. That was everything, everywhere, and all at once. We beat a hot team. We were great. We were awful, but friends, we were victorious. Thanks, ECH. Thank you, Brian, uh, for being here and for the super chat. Yes, I, I mean, you you summarize things pretty darn well right there. We were great, we were awful. Uh, and we were victorious. Kraken do walk away with the two points, two badly needed points as we start this road trip, as we talked about. Like they needed points on this road trip. They needed to try to turn things around after that Rangers game last time out. And we saw that tonight. They got the two points. That's the most important thing. There was positives from this, right? You get two power play goals. Haven't had that happen yet this so far this season. You were able to score. You were able to show some resiliency. You were able to complete a comeback. You were able to score three on three in overtime because you not just hold on to the puck. That's that's big for me anyway. Um, and you continued to go back to the pre-Ranger game, you know, solid building block fundamentals that the Kraken had, right? You're doing okay on face-offs. You get, you, you know, you completely dominate the shot attempts, the shots on goal that just the shot volume is heavily in the Kraken's favor. Uh, and you got, you know, 
okay goaltending uh, in this one and the defense was okay. So, you know, it was nice to see the Kraken kind of get back to some of those things that that were positives from earlier in the year. Add on the fact that they could score a couple on the power play, add on the fact that the offense is just waking up in general and this is such a this is a really solid performance all the way around for the Kraken. Next super chat here from Schultz. Thank you very much. Best sequence where the Kraken, it looks like they might have a three on one. Detroit's back checking hard. The two other uh, Red Wings are back checking so hard. They're coming in fast, right? And the Kraken, they try to make something happen, but those Red Wings come back. They really interrupt things. Puck just kind of gets lost and starts cycling around the boards right to Jared McCann. He's got about eight seconds left as Jared McCann collects that puck along the half boards. He walks in. I'm thinking he's taking a shot all the way, right? He's staring down Billy Huso. Detroit's scrambling to try to get bodies in front of, of the shot that they think is coming as well. And then from the chaos, Eberle's able to get up, get over there, get back door on Billy Huso. McCann just rock solid, hard, fast, tape to tape pass over to Jordan Eberle, who's able to tap it home for that overtime game winner with 4.9 left on the clock. One, I mean, that just that whole sequence from start to finish, from from the start of that rush and the chaos that ensues from it, is just one of the one of the more memorable sequences in Kraken hockey history, and, and I think that it's going to be something that we're all going to remember for a very very long time now. Braun with the super chat, thank you very much. Say thanks to the Lord, our Savior, the mighty Post. Yes, Post came up big for us, I believe, twice tonight, right? Uh, including just like, what, a minute into the game uh, when uh, the Detroit Red Wings were kind of all in and around Joey. They had really kind of collapsed and, and crashed the net there. And they were just hacking and whacking at it. And uh, they were able to get one and just elevated it a little bit too much. Joey was down. He was on his belly. Kraken defenders were down. I mean, it, it was a nightmare scenario for the Kraken. And and just based on luck, that that great X factor in hockey, luck, um, and, the, and the Kraken were able to avoid going down one nothing basically right at the start of the game. And that was that was massive. So, yes, Baran, definitely. We will have to say our thanks to the post uh, the crossbar. And um, yeah, good, good stuff. Comic binge with the super chat. Thank you very much. My new name for Cartier is Mr. Fantastic. Make it so fam. He is pretty fantastic. You watch him out there and just what he brings. We got the Matteo cart credit, Lindsay, uh, Matteo cart seven line uh, out there and going tonight. I think that really helped to wake up Matty Beneers. This was the most Matty Beneers game I feel like we've seen from him just as far as his confidence level him playing his style of game um, and and that I I can I point to Ty Cartier is a big reason why we saw that from him and so that was really solid from them obviously it helped get Jordan Eberle going he was feeling things tonight as he picks up a goal and an assist including that overtime winner um, yeah it just I think him having the energy that he has the way he comes in on a four check just the way he plays in the offensive zone the way he never quits on plays right and the way that he does drive offense he takes shots he tries to find himself in the slot if he doesn't have the puck he wants you know he wants the puck and he wants to be in a shooter's position with the puck in addition to what he does with his big body in the corners and all that kind of stuff and i just think having that that dose of energy up there with that top six, with that top line, was exactly what the Kraken were looking for. And Ty Cartier brought it tonight. You know, he picks up the goal, big goal for him. 
five shots, three hits, draws a couple penalties on the boardings. I'm really happy he's okay, especially after that Daniel Sprong one, that second one late in the third period. That was a very dangerous hit from Daniel Sprong, especially because Ty Cartier was already kind of bent over as he went head first into the boards. Glad he's glad he's okay after those. Um, but even that, again, that's another thing, right? You go in there, you're, you're big, you're physical, you're, you're taking them off. They're going to start taking penalties on you just because they're, they're a little pissed off at you. And that's, that's still part of the game. So love what Ty Carty is able to bring Duthin with the super chat here. Thank you very much. Duthin five points in three games for Joey. Does hack keep riding the hot hand? Not Gru's fault. The boys don't score for him, but well, look, we saw the situation kind of play out last year, right? I mean, at first it was due to the Grubauer injury uh, last season. He got injured in that game against Colorado and Martin Jones came in and just played really solid through that se- through that stretch of time. The team was scoring in front of him and the Kraken just started rolling. I don't know. This, this one isn't enough for me. If they had just kept the momentum from going up 3-1 late in the second there and the third period kind of plays out like that and maybe they win 4-1 with an empty netter or 4-2, right? Um, I would I would agree with you, Duthin, and I would say maybe there is going to be something there and and he is going to start riding that hot hand and hey, maybe that you know this is just where things are at right now. You want to keep the guys motivated and and going and keep that momentum. And if that's happening in front of Joey, it's happening in front of Joey. But um yeah, I, I I I don't know after this one if if you would do that um, just just based on on everything. Um, DJ Singleton with the super chat. Cobwebs got knocked loose for Maddie during that scrum. Also, Fergus three point game. Fergus is killing it. Oh my gosh, he had going into that game, he had 10, 10 goals, ten assists. Um, but yes, Cobwebs definitely going for Maddie. Like I said, Ty Cartier. He brought him he brought him back to who he was as a player. Like this is all Ty Cartier. You know what I mean? Like I, he really helped get Maddie going, bring back the Maddie that won the Calder last year for them. So thank you, DJ Singleton, for that. Tati, no thoughts, just yay, crack and win. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's all we need, especially after a big one like that. Uh, crack and win. Let's go. Indeed. Thank you for the super chat and light with the super chat. I'm sure it's been said, but so happy to see McCann have a great game. He won the game almost on his own. He did right. He gets that big tying goal. Um, gets the Kraken back in it, forces overtime. And then once you get to overtime, he makes that incredible play. That pass is one of the greatest passes in Kraken history. There's no doubt about it. The way he finds Everly backdoor like that, it it set up that goal beautifully and the Kraken were able to get the, the W off of it. So yeah, definitely couldn't agree more lights. Uh, and thank you for the super chat coming in here tie tenacious win boys wow 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 daniel incredible ran beauty stacy holy smokes for a minute there i thought my new cartier party jersey was cursed it is not we are good to go rebecca therapy session is canceled baby yes it is oh i'm so happy we get to celebrate with a dance party instead that was oh man so so much good stuff Coop, what guts by Maddie to win that board battle at the end of regulation to set up the game tying goal? Yes. I mean, Maddie was involved in a lot of different things in this game. I think, you know, that early scrum, uh, that early, you know, uh, back and forth, uh, we'll say he had with Cider really got him going. I think it kind of woke him up physically. I thought it was good that the Kraken did kind of have a full team response to that when Maddie did take that elbow kind of into the boards there. Um, and, and I think that really got Maddie going and, and he kept that, you know, he kept that in his mind through the rest of it. And then the bottom line is Maddie wanted to win 
And this is what, you know, top players, star players do, right? They can help will their team to victory. And I think that's what we saw from Matty Beniers in that moment was him getting things going. And then that momentum just builds, especially on a deep team like the Kraken, where you can have somebody like Matty kind of start something like that. You have somebody like Jared McCann, who's able to kind of take that ball and roll with it himself and get things going. Jordan Eberly then in overtime, right? Sometimes all it takes is one little sequence to get guys going. And the next thing you know, it snowballs, it snowballs, and you know, you're just winning, right? And that's as, as Toddy said, we we won, that's all that matters. Oh man, Christian adrenaline's still going, dance party, woo. I I know, I know. Sergey, why do they do that to us? To to remind us that we're alive. That's why the Kraken treat us this way, right? That's that's what's up. Coop Schwartzy, what a game. Yes, I mean, Mr. Power Play. Uh, I technically tweeted it before Nick Olchek said it on the Root Sports intermission report. So I'm just going to say that. Um, but yes, Mr. Power Play, Jaden Schwartz uh, uh, for the, uh, the Kraken gets two goals tonight, gets the first Power Play goal which I think was really needed also to kind of help set all this stuff up. It ties the game at one early in the, in the uh, second period there. And then he gets the second one, you know, a little much later in the second period to help build that momentum. Ty Cartier is able to take advantage of the fact that Detroit's still reeling a little bit from that Jaden Schwartz goal. And that was really just like all Jaden Schwartz too on that play, right? Gets up the ice quickly. He's able to get that great feed from Wenberg, get up the ice and then just, you know, slap it home like it was just great it was a it was a fantastic play so uh definitely i mean in, in a game like this it was all about momentum kraken had the momentum going into that second intermission hand it back to detroit with a lot of penalties uh at the beginning of the third period and then they were able to kind of work their work their way back steal back that momentum and carry it through overtime um but this is definitely one of those hockey games that you would point to and and when explaining the importance of momentum to people this is the kind of game that you'd look at and uh Jaden Schwartz kind of kick starts that whole sequence off with that first power play goal and then keeps it going with his second um b the refs miss so uh the refs though so many missed calls on both sides yeah it was it wasn't the the best um reft game that we've ever seen um but you know what it, it at least equaled out for everybody right detroit gets six penalties kraken get five really if you just count the devon shore sequence as one thing then it kind of it's you know it's even on both sides so if the refs got to be bad as long as they're bad for everybody that's fine by me uh, <laughs> that was a crazy finish to the game from andy absolutely love the dancing emojis from absurdly sane right there jared mccann beacon of hope a light in the darkness from michael yes i mean this is definitely one of those games that'll help him uh, build his legendary status amongst the fandom i would i would say jules i'm cooking a steak to celebrate i I can't think of any better way to celebrate. I know Jen was getting a drink earlier there. Uh, I certainly think Afra would agree that a, a steak is the perfect way to celebrate a game as she's uh, chilling under the desk right now. The lineup change was needed. Best game of the season for a bunch of the guys from Go Check Yourself. Yeah, we talked about it, um, both RJ and I, after the Rangers game on Post Game Live. We talked about it yesterday on the Deep Dive. This is what needed to happen. Ty Cartier and Matty Beniers, they have to play together. They just have to play together. Their chemistry is so 
obvious if you're if you watch them ty cartier fills a perfect kind of hole on that line as far as that energy player that guy who can be kind of a straight line physical force Haxtell talked a little bit about that after morning skate today and and what he likes about ty cartier's game and i feel like that really opens things up for you know a more skilled guy like jordan aberley it allows him to get in closer he doesn't necessarily have to find you know space for himself to shoot a little further back or from tougher angles he's able to get in to more dangerous scoring areas you look at a player like maddie beniers he just likes to work off of you know dynamic things going on around him and what better way to do that than with somebody who's just going to kind of bully his way to the slot bully his way into the corner and and then leave maddie to be able to kind of come in and, and pick apart whatever the defense is having to deal with Right as they're responding to Ty Cartier, it really helps set up Matty Beniers as you see him get a pair of apples in this one. So yeah, that 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 change I think really really works. I think you know even McCann playing with um, with Yanni Gord on that line, I think that works for him too. Again, you have like Tolvanen who can kind of be that that wrecking ball or, or can kind of go into the dirty areas and do things. McCann obviously can play with Yanni Gord. He's really good defensively. They they kind of gel together I think in their own zone. There's a lot, a lot of good stuff going on uh, with the lineup changes, and I think that's uh, we're we're gonna see this for a little while there. Daniel, where's RJ? RJ is actually speaking at USC right now to a um, a bunch of uh, sports journalism students. So that's that's where RJ is. He is sorry to miss it, especially after how this game finished. Uh, I know he's he's very sorry to miss this one, but uh, he had made that commitment well in advance. Um, how about that kiss on the head, Selly? In your face, Detroit from Coop. I loved that, right? Jared McCann giving Everly the kiss on the helmet. Uh, it's just great. It's great. That's what we want to see. Come on. Talk about goalie kisses. Talk about goal scoring kisses, right? Come on. Um, let's see. Uh, Coop, Detroit blaming the refs after that game is comical. Yeah, no, it's they lost the momentum battle. That's that's the way it goes. You know what I mean? Um, Tammy, how many hard hits did cards take tonight? He took those two boarding ones. And again, that Daniel Sprong one was really rough. That one was brutal. That it was dangerous. I really did not like seeing that play at all. Oh, it was, it was really, really rough. Aaron can't stay long, but what a performance it was indeed. Fantastic. I mean, I, what do you, what do you all think? Right. And I guess I could try to make this a poll and try to figure that out, uh, from Streamyard. but best game of the season for the Kraken. I mean, I know you win, right? You win 7-4 over Carolina. Everybody gets on the board, all that good stuff. But this one has just that emotional, like, you know, we went through the ringer, the up, the down, to the up again, and everything. I I like those roller coaster games myself. I love a game like this. I love the back and forth and the closeness and the making my, you know, blood pressure get way up to here. I love that kind of stuff, but I'm very curious to see uh, if everybody agrees with me or if you'd rather take kind of the safer uh, game like we saw in that Carolina one. Um, Habak, when is goal support coming for Gru? Hopefully soon. Hopefully in the very next game. Hopefully on Thursday. That's what, that's what I want to say, but the bottom line is um, I can't imagine we're going to go like a whole nother season where the goal support just kind of is only there for the backup goaltender and Grubauer is just kind of stuck that things like that. You can see just like with a player with a really high shooting percentage, like we saw from Jared McCann last year, 
you can see kind of a weird fluky thing like that happen and kind of stay around for a full season, um, just kind of inexplicably like things and the momentum just takes it like that. You really don't see that happen multiple seasons in a row. So I think if the Kraken are able to continue to work on their offensive struggles, score on the power play, right? Score more than one goal a game, which is, you know, it's, it's been a little hard for them so far this season. If they're able to do that, the goal support's going to come for Gru this year. I, I can't imagine we'll see that two years in a row. Gregory, the lemon-lime Gatorade time, baby! Oh, I'm ready for this too. Oh, I love it. Good stuff there, Gregory. Hope you're enjoying one as well. <laughs> um Ryan are we undefeated when scoring more than one goal I believe we are I mean I yes at thinking about it right though the only win was um the one against Carolina I believe that was our only uh multi-goal game so far this season and it is so yes as long as the Kraken can score two or more goals they're guaranteed a win so let's 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 see that a little bit more guys Let's go for that. Yeah, how about that? Uh, CJ Mapes, how about Dumoulin tonight? Dumoulin, eh, like like everybody on the Kraken, I would say up and down. Um, the, the whole team kind of played that way. Um, there was an early sequence. RG and I were talking about it, uh, texted back and forth about it uh, with the Dumoulin-Schultz uh, line. Uh, defensive pairing, I should say, where they they kind of misplayed a, a rush coming in from Detroit, made a situation far more dangerous on Joey than it needed to be. That being said, early in this game, Joey was absolutely there for that kind of stuff. I mean, he stopped. He had that great save on the breakaway, uh, I believe, early in the second. I think is when it was. Um, yeah, Dumoulin, look, he's. I think he's gotten better from where he was to start the season. I, I think he's really working on it, um, and you know, I want him. To, to get back to the player that I remember from watching the Penguins and winning Stanley Cups there and all that stuff. I know it's in there somewhere, and I, I hope he's able to um, fully unlock that and bring it to Seattle here. James, not kidding when I say I think someone would have been fired had they blown that lead while also not converting all those power play chances. I, I think they would have waited for the road trip, but yes, if if the game had stayed like that and, and the Kraken find themselves down, and then you go on and, and things continue like that for the road trip things things were definitely going to get interesting for the kraken uh but instead you get the two points you come back you get some good vibes going build some momentum carry that into thursday and we're having a very very different conversation right now right light with another super chat thank you very much i will say found it interesting that tonight was exactly like our last game in detroit same score both got it tied up late both ended in overtime that's right. Um, I'm thinking back to that one. We've had some interesting games. Didn't we have um, our one of our first shootout games? It might have been our first shootout win in Detroit back in season one, I believe. Uh, was that? Yeah, I think it was in season one. Maddie Beniers was there with Ron Francis, uh, right? Maddie had been drafted by the Kraken, but was playing at Michigan still. And he was up in the box with Ron Francis, I believe. Um yeah, we, we, we get interesting and good games whenever we go up there to Hockey Town. That's, that is interesting to think about, Light. Very, very good. Um, Pablo, the Kraken wanted to give me a heart attack after giving up the 3-1 to one lead and blowing it. Then another one when they tied it and another one when they won it. Thank God. I'm telling you, yes, this would have this been one of those really crushing games, but instead we get just taken up, right, uh, all the way. 
really really good stuff coop two for five on the power play is something i will take 20 percent. i would absolutely take 20 percent from the kraken or no 40 percent, 40 percent uh for the kraken power play like yeah we can do that right let's just turn into the oilers from last year on the power play we could we could do that let's let's go for that um <laughs> uh joey very undisciplined undisciplined excuse me team with the shore penalty Really with all the penalties. So I guess you can excuse that first penalty of the third period, right? Jordan Everly's going down. He's falling down himself as he just kind of, you know, trips up Dylan Larkin there. It's a tripping call. It's kind of black and white, but you can excuse it. It wasn't like, you know, Everly just made a bad, you know, read or uh, or something on a situation. The shore one is rough because, you know, he's only got one hand on his stick. So his stick's going to be in an awkward situation. He's tangled up with the guy coming off the face off. And then, yes. You know, as he's just trying to free his stick, it looks like bring it back over across his body like this. He catches the Detroit player up high, draws blood. It's the double minor. It, it's a real you just can't do that. Right. You can't find yourself in a situation where you're that tangled up with somebody and that you you know just try to kind of violently rip yourself away from it generally we see that result in something, right? Whether you trip them, if you're ripping your stick away like that low, or it's a high stick if you do it up high like Shore did. Most of the time, it's not, you know, it it doesn't end up working well for, for the player who tries to do something like that. So I'm with you. I, I don't think that was a great one. And then you can you follow that up just with more penalties. I mean, you just took so many penalties in the third period. You can't do that to yourself especially once they started scoring on the power play, right? I mean, you give them three unanswered goals, three power play goals in a game that you were winning going into the final frame. Like, you just can't do that. And so that is something the Kraken will have to work on. I think, you know, it's a good thing that they escaped it. It didn't end up costing them. But given what it did to the game and what they had to do to overcome it, it should have hopefully scared them, you know, enough, kind of scared them straight, right? Like, you don't, you're not going to end up in that situation again. You're not going to do that to yourself. Um, so hopefully that's the case there. Uh, Ryan, excited to hear your thoughts on the changes to the lines. It seems to have worked. I, I talked about it a little bit before, but definitely a big fan. Um, Lindsay, thoughts on Devin Shore and the infamous four-minute double minor leading to a goal. Well, I just addressed that, and I don't feel – I'm not feeling like we need to go back into that. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, let's see here. Um, Alex, Devin Shore is truly one of the hockey players of all time is all I will say. You know, look, again, Kraken are in, dealing with injuries, right? This is something the Kraken didn't have to do last year at all, as they were just remarkably healthy all year long. It was kind of in, insane how healthy they were last year, and we just didn't have to deal with that. Um, DJ Singletone, Cryptid Cup Rivalry. Well, I guess if I'm assuming you mean with the super chat here, thank you, DJ Singletone. Um, I'm assuming what you mean is the whole like octopus versus Kraken thing, right? Um, I've been thinking about, or are you looking ahead? Do we, we don't play the Devils next, do we? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's what you're referring to. Uh, yeah, I think so, right? Just because these games have all kind of become close, we started seeing some gnarly stuff go down in this one, right? The Kraken were doing a, 
a much better job of responding to the physicality that Detroit was was giving them in this than they you know certainly did against the Rangers in the last game. Um, and then yes, you have what the two tentacled uh, mascotted teams. <laughs> put it uh as bluntly as i can say um i i still think maybe the 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 title of cryptid cup might have to go with the devils right new jersey devil against the the seattle kraken and 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 all that going on um but certainly from a uh, a standpoint of you know the the eight tentacled things <laughs> i think we're i think we're on there um for sure. Uh, all right. So let's see what, what haven't we talked about yet? As I, as I search through here, um, I was only listening. Did Schwartz throw his stick from Daniel? Was it, was it, um, Schwartz who did that or was it Jared McCann? Um, I think it might've been short. It feels like a Jaden Schwartz thing to do. If somebody wants to put it in at the bottom of chat, I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll read it out loud and give you credit even. Um, but yes, it was, somebody did throw their stick to help stop a, a scoring chance. It was a phenomenal play. Just timed it up perfectly. They were kind of diving down, right? Getting close to their belly. Bahrain, thank you very much. It was Schwartz. Yeah. And he was able to, to totally stop a really legitimate scoring chance from the Red Wings there. It was just a great defensive effort. Um, yeah. Really, really happy with that play. Definitely. Definitely um let's see uh does this mean rj can't watch any more games so i did think about that Rain. i have thought about that uh does and let me know everybody does this mean that rj has to be barred from watching any more games at least on this road trip given what the kraken were able to do tonight I, what, what what do we all think about that <laughs> It's good. It's an interesting one. Patrick. Okay. Heading to Kent for scorekeeping. Amazing game. Only thought is I think we'd benefit from another player like Yanni. Who's ready to toss the gloves feeling like we need a heavy enforcer. I feel like this game, we did a little bit of a better job standing up for, for each other. Right. I felt like that was what was going on. It did feel like it took a little bit of time for people to join Maddie early on in that first period um, as you know, after the cider thing and then cider kind of goes after Everly while Everly's down on the ice too. Um, but we did, right. We saw Vince Dunn, the Dundertaker was there for that. And he comes flying in, he jumps in and, and starts handling things too. So if, if the Kraken kind of continue to, to build that and build that part of their, you know, kind of team identity, I don't know that we would need another enforcer. If things kind of slip from this game and it kind of, it approaches, you know, that Rangers game territory again, I'm with you, Patrick. You need somebody to be in there, um, whether it's to be, a, you know, an enforcer in the classic sense or just somebody who's going to keep the team from being pushed around. Um, you, you're going to need somebody. But I think tonight was enough that you can kind of get by uh, if you play like that tonight, like they did tonight. Um Let's see, Daniel, with how well Tolvanen looked in preseason, I'm kind of disappointed with his start to regular season. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of he's not really going for offense as much as he's going for going in hard on a four check, right? Winning puck battles, trying to do things like that. He's not, you know, he has decent size. I don't think of him as the biggest guy in the world. Let me see what he's listed at right now. Um because I don't, you know, I feel like he doesn't necessarily like throw his body in there the way a Ty Cartier does. 5'10", 191 is what he's listed at on the Kraken website. Um, but he's he's really kind of helped with the cycle game. There's been a lot of times where that line has been the one line to kind of keep 
offensive possession going for the Kraken, right? And something we saw very much from them last year as well. And um, Tolvanen plays a big part in that because generally he is the guy going into the corner to kind of do that or going behind the net to, you know, either steal the puck as the other team's defense is passing it back and forth, or he's the guy kind of to go in there and, you know, protect the puck against the boards, right? Let somebody body him up and then he'll dish it out to whatever side. So he's still playing an important role on the team. That seems to be a little bit more where his focus is. I also think the fact that on the power play, he's been playing on the other side, so he can't really use his one timer to its full effectiveness that's kind of been hurting him from an offensive standpoint. And certainly that's what we all think of, or at least what I think of from Tolvanen offensively. So I think if, if they move him back over to that side where you can get the one timer going on the power play, I, I think we'll see the offense overall for him wake up as he builds confidence. Coop shout out Schwartz for just clapping that thing off the rush. Really wish more guys would try that. I do too. It's kind of classic. Um, I think, I think it's fun. I and it works every so often, right? If you can get just enough lift on it, you can you can you can you can make something happen there. Um so uh, talk at the bottom of chat here about is throwing your stick a penalty? Yes, uh, as Coop's saying, if you throw it straight at the puck while the other team has it, uh, you're not allowed to just kind of send it from far away. Situation like that's a little bit more of a gray area, right? They're taking a shot, you're just trying to get something on it in front of it. Um had it been called a penalty, I don't know the exact wording. Had it been called a penalty, I don't think I would have thought it was a, it was a bad penalty. I think I would have been like, yeah, well, you're not supposed to throw your stick. That makes sense. Um, but uh, obviously, on a night, you know, this was the night to get away with it from an officiating standpoint, right? I, you know, that's I, that's that's a kind way of saying it. I think it's, it's a safe way of saying it. Shouldn't upset anybody. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jake Spronger looked like he was apologizing to carts right after the hit, at least still a bad hit though. Absurdly sane. I don't think Sprung meant that hit to be dirty. To be honest, he said something to carts while they were both down and it looked like he said, I'm sorry to someone else. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's entirely possible, right? You come, you come in, you're, you're coming in fast, right? You're trying to get in there and, and you want to body up Cartier in a situation like that, right? He's going to be getting the puck. You want to try to disrupt what the Kraken are doing there in the offensive zone, right? You're trying to play defense. That's what Daniel Sprung's trying to do in that situation. And um, he just came in a little bit too fast, right? Cartier happens to bend over, comes in fast, makes the contact, the contact with maybe more momentum than he wants, and he goes in. It doesn't change the fact that the end result is dangerous, right? Like somebody's going head first into the boards. It's never a safe play. Um, but yes, it doesn't necessarily mean that that was, you know, the dangerous aspect of it was what Daniel Sprung's intention was while going to make the play. It just, it just happens that way. Right. Um, B, this game was so up and down that third period was heart-wrenching, but it was definitely more satisfying to come back like that. Too stressful for me to watch all the time, though. Yeah, no, you don't want the roller coaster games all the time because then they're not as special when they do come along, right? Um, but I, I like I like this one. Um, Alex, most entertaining, maybe, is everybody's answering my question about if you like this game more or not. Absurdly saying this one was best because it shows they're finding that never say quit spirit from last year. That is true. And that was something that served the Kraken really, really well last year was that ability to just never give up on a game, come back at any time and get things going. This did very much feel like... Um, like that, Jake, this felt like a better game. I feel like Detroit was a harder fought victory. It was certainly a harder fought victory. I mean, Detroit five and one coming into this one, right? Detroit very much looks for real. 
uh, right now, especially on offense. And so the Kraken getting this win maybe means a little bit more than a banged up Carolina squad that was dropping games all over the place. So uh, I'll get that one. DJ Singletone, I'll go get my blue Gatorade. Enjoy it. Second best flavor, blue. Uh, light blue specifically. Uh, if we're going to be like that. <laughs> Sean, best. But I really don't like a couple of these goals Joey let in. And the same thing happened in the Carolina game. Would really like to see a complete game from him. He started amazing. Um, didn't we see him in, was it the Predators game? I believe was joey question mark um i feel like we have seen uh or was that uh was that the blues game it was the blues game that we saw joey in uh and that one you know shoot two one shootout loss that was a that was a complete game from from joey decor for me uh i i thought he was really solid in that one um I, look, there's a reason that he was he's the backup, right? There's a reason that it has taken him this long to get to this spot where he can be a backup, right? Um, but he's continuing to grow. He's got this opportunity. He won this spot very legitimately. Um, and, you know, things are going to happen. And it's it just takes a little bit of time to kind of, you know, find your place. Kraken haven't been the best defensive team this year either, right? We've talked about that plenty. So I, I think we have seen a complete game from Joey so far this season. That St. Louis game was a, was a really strong game from him. Um, but at the end of the day, right, it's kind of like with Martin Jones last year. There were stretches where Martin Jones was playing worse than Grubauer, but Martin Jones was getting the wins and Grubauer was getting the losses just because of goal support. It, it just happens that way sometimes. And what are you going to? You're going to if you're trying to ride the hot hand, you're trying to keep momentum going, you're trying to keep the lucky you know, vibes going. You just got to go with the goaltender, even if they're going to allow more goals. But if your team's winning at the end of the day, that's kind of all a coach is going to care about. Um, William would have preferred that they maintain that 3-1 lead. I'm in Arkansas. I need to be up at 4 a.m. Well, I hope you're able to get some sleep, William. And yes, an overtime game that goes just about all the way through overtime. Probably not helpful for that. Um, but yes, it was still a good game. Uh, Alex, I don't think the Red Wings record is super reflective of how I've seen them play. They'll cool off. I think they they have their own defensive issues and goaltending issues for sure. Um, but that offense is legit. They, they're going to have some depth scoring. I've heard a lot of people compare them to the Kraken last year, including their general manager, Steve Eiserman, kind of looked at the Kraken last year and used that as a blueprint to try to find the depth in this game. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think I think Detroit will, you know, they'll, they'll be OK. Uh, Daniel, every game we have played in Detroit has gone to overtime. Thank you for checking that for me. And that's incredible. What are the odds of that? I, I mean, it's it's great. Uh, so everybody, I guess, just buckle up. Let's all write this down. Stick it on a sticky note, right? Stick it wherever you watch the Kraken play. And uh, we'll we'll get ready for next year for, for an exciting game. Uh, great to do this in front of the national audience during Frozen Frenzy from Sean. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. What was going on on Frozen Frenzy, right? As Detroit's coming back into this game, right? Well, I guess first with the Kraken at the end of the second, scoring their goals in bunches like that, right? You get that going. That's got to be a big part of the Frozen Frenzy just because it's goal scoring. Things are happening. Then you get the penalties. Detroit starts scoring. They get their three power play goals to answer. That's not good. You don't want to see that either on there. But I'm sure that was gaining some national interest, especially because it's an original six team on that. And then when they cut over to Jared McCann scoring that goal to tie the game with a minute 22 left, that's big deal time stuff, right? That's massive. And then I don't know. I mean, did they show like all of overtime? 
Like, is that just what they would go to? I would imagine that if there's a game in three on three overtime, they would just kind of sit with it um, and get that going. Yeah, this this is one if you're, you know, just a casual fan, you're not used to seeing the Kraken because they're on the West Coast, you're on the East Coast, all that kind of stuff. This was a good one to see for the Kraken for sure. Great to bring that up, Sean. I really like that. Um, was that the first goal that we've got? Uh, with the end of the game extra attacker i mean this season it is we have done it last year last year as absurdly sane talked about that was kind of our mo especially towards the beginning of last year uh you know it was just pull the goalie and and somehow pull out the game right uh and that was kind of what we did uh let's see um Favorite being uh, some favorite talk of the of uh, uh, talk of favorite games. That's what I'm looking for. It's a lot of talking when I do these solo and we're 40 minutes in. Excuse me, <laughs> um, Lindsay. Battle of the Invertebrates is Squid versus Octo. Yeah, that would that definitely works uh, in exchange for the Cryptid Cup, uh, since that's more of us with the Devils. Can the Kraken beat the Canes on Thursday again and get momentum? I think they can. Now, uh, Carolina is going to be healthier than they were the last time we face them or at least that's what we're preparing for um at least rj and i but uh i i still think you know if you're a patreon listener you listen to us on the red glare podcast over there patreon link in the description below um i i'm not as sold on carolina this year i think this is the year that things kind of drop off a little bit with them uh personally um Thank you for for putting the the tweet with the clip on the Discord, Valerian. Appreciate that. Also, link to the Discord in the page in the uh, description below. Everybody, if you're not a part of that already, uh, got just tons and tons of great cracking community stuff going on down there. Um, we need John Hayden and his iron fists and glass ankles. Lol, J.K. from Coop. Uh, I still I'm with you, right? John Hayden could still really contribute to this team. I I like what he was bringing. Just you know five on five play wise last year before his injury. And then yes, he is the guy that we would use to kind of um, would, would um, use to kind of uh, keep, keep guys from pushing people around a little bit there too. Right. That, that is kind of something that he's, that he's done. Uh, Super jet here from Tammy. Sorry. I don't know why it didn't pop up for me. It's still iffy on that. Our three V three is so much better than this time last year. Yes. So, Oh my gosh, if, if anybody remembers from last year, wow, was it rough to start the season because there wasn't really a plan for it. Kraken didn't really have a strategy for it. And then we saw as they lost numerous, numerous overtime games that they developed the strategy of kind of hold on to the hold on to the puck as much as possible, kind of try to wear out the other team and wait for kind of your perfect chance, wait for your perfect moment. Otherwise, just I guess, get to the shootout. Now that works if the Kraken could win shootouts. It's something that they can't quite um, say or seem to do. Uh, but yeah, that's that's very good call. Yes, the power play, just the, the, the overtime. I mean, just the fact that we have a strategy and uh, something that we could go out there and execute and that the Kraken are really good at it. I mean, you saw how many times Detroit really was getting tired on the ice and they were, you know, the Kraken were able just to kind of continue that cycle. They're really able to take advantage of the fact that it is the, you know, it's, it's like the second period. You've got that long change during three on three overtime. Kraken really try to use that to their advantage. And, you know, we saw it work for them tonight. Um, I'm seeing here, I'm getting uh, on, on my second screen uh, that they, that sports center and they showed the whole overtime. 
uh or no that was for the super chat uh alan thank you for letting us know that uh they did on the frozen frenzy show the whole overtime i think that's great i think frozen frenzy i only got to watch a little bit of it because the cracking game started but it's it's going well i'm liking this innovation from espn and the investment in hockey and the nhl right like let's just take a moment step outside the kraken it is great for the nhl to be partnered with somebody who's taking them seriously taking the sport seriously and investing assets in it to try to grow its popularity grow its presence grow the fan base i think that's fantastic and i think this frozen frenzy thing is a really good start to that and i'd like to see it um you know hopefully it goes well the rest of this year hopefully it went well after i stopped watching today and we'll be able to see this kind of you know for many more seasons and maybe a little bit more often even because i think it's a really great idea um Let's see. They could have folded in both the Carolina and Detroit games, but they definitely did not from Sean. No, they didn't. This team, they they don't do that for the most part. I think the only game you could say that they kind of did was the Rangers game. Um, and they really answered that tonight. I, I, I'm okay with how they answered it tonight, both from a, they won the game. They were able to show that they, you know, didn't give up and all that kind of stuff, but also from the physicality standpoint, standing up for each other, all that stuff. doesn't always have to be a fight. Right. Just when something goes down, the fact that you saw Vince Dunn kind of fly in there to go and be there and have Maddie's back. That's a big deal. Right. And and I'm I'm excited that we got to see that from them. Um, be blue game. Blues game. He was great. He seemed to start off really well, but trails off a little towards the end. I think he'll settle in fine as time goes on. Uh, talking about Joey Decord. That is something that I've noticed, too. Um, I think the one game that that does that didn't hit like that was a Dallas game last season when he kind of had to come in and, and make you know some of those starts that he had to make last year. Uh, I I think that you know I, I don't know how much of that is teams kind of build a book on him as the game goes on. I think in this one it was also tough because keep in mind right he had only allowed one goal before the third period and then yes he allows those three goals in the third period. They're all power play goals. And I will take this moment to say earlier when I was talking about building blocks that the Kraken had that were positives earlier in the year that were now negatives or, or maybe not as strong. The PK deserves to be in there. And we do have to talk about it as Detroit did go, I think, three for six on the power play. Um, the PK, I thought, in the third period, while they were dealing with that, right, while Detroit is stealing momentum, while you're taking penalty after penalty and allowing, you know, power play goal after power play goal for Detroit. I thought that was actually the most passive that we've seen the PK look all year. I thought the PK actually had to kind of step up in some of those situations and maybe make a play a little bit more than they did. They allowed Detroit to move the puck a lot. They allowed Detroit to move the puck to guys in shooting positions a lot. They managed to, you know what I mean? Like they were really, really kind of able to pick apart the Kraken's PK there. And it was because, and this is why some people don't like to play with the box PK, right? Because it can be a little passive. Let me pull out the um, the whiteboard here. Um, if the if the Kraken's PK unit is is playing the box, right? That's that's their setup. Something something like that, right? It can be a little bit passive. You can allow the other team to kind of pass it around between players in this kind of setup and position and that's really where we saw the goals come from the, those power play goals for the red wings was we were seeing them from players kind of walking in like this and and kind of scoring from those areas on the ice where they're able to get in a little bit closer 
right? Get a better look at the target, get a better look at, at Joey decor, find the holes around him and then um, go for it. And they were able to shoot off of passes too, because there was nobody in the passing lanes either. So I would have liked to have seen, and we've seen this really all season long, but we didn't see it so much in the third period. We saw it in the first two, but we didn't see it in the third period where, you know, this player just kind of steps up, takes away that passing lane from these two players. This player steps up takes away that passing lane right yes you're gonna have somebody in the bumper in the middle but guess what you got these guys to deal with that right so i i would have liked to see the crack and pk play a little bit more like that especially as the momentum start you could tell that the momentum was going in detroit's favor and i thought the pk was just kind of complicit in that um in a way that we're not used to seeing from them so that was a little disappointing for me um Let's see. Uh, heard the NHL reverse the no rainbow tape policy. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, and I'm I am very happy about it. Um, Sean, definitely the best one B the Kraken have had. It's similar to Jones versus Grew last year, and that Jones always seemed to get so much more goal support. So far, it has been that way. I'm still hoping it doesn't stay that way. Alex Kane's look very beatable. I hope they still are. I hope so too. Um, Daniel, they showed the entire power play when we scored at the end of the game. Entire overtime. That's awesome. On uh, the Frozen Frenzy. Thank you, Daniel, for that. Um, how about the Tentacle Trophy for Seattle versus Detroit in the Cryptid Cup for Seattle? I, I would get on board with that. Uh, I like that. Uh, the, oh, okay. I, sorry, absurdly sane, but I do think Alex might have you beat here. I do like this uh, from Alex. The Cephalopod Championship. That's pretty good. That's pretty dope. I, I I might be leaning that way. I hope you, I hope you forgive me. Absurdly saying, but I I really like that one. Um, Edward Dylan, what's the song y'all use at the end of the deep dive episodes? Randomly heard it on some other YouTube vid, and I was like, whoa, they're playing the ECH song. I believe it's titled "Night Runaway." Uh, and the reason you'd hear it on other YouTube videos is it's part of the YouTube library of royalty-free music that we're not going to get in trouble for using. Uh, so it's just one of those kind of things. Uh, there's a lot of uh, royalty-free stuff where people, you know just trying to start a music career or whatever, right? Get your name out there and they'll upload that stuff as royalty free, hoping that that people end up using it. And that is one of those songs. I'm, I'm like 99% sure that the title of it is Night Runaway. Uh, and um, yeah, that's the, that's the situation there. So not surprised you, you've heard it somewhere else too. Uh, let's see. Uh, DJ Singletone, I'm just glad my fantasy team took full advantage of today. I got to imagine as a fantasy hockey player, today is just wild with all 32 teams playing. Lots of choices up and down your lineup that you're having to make there. Um, hopefully you're you're doing good, and it sounds like you are, DJ Singletone. But happy for you. Um, Jake, hockey was a very big part of early ESPN. It was. I think I was using ESPN earlier, wasn't I? Hope oh, I, I I relapsed. Um, yeah, it it was, and and I'm happy to have it back. I mean, it just whew, I, I like that a lot. Uh, whiteboard sighting, yes, definitely. Um, Daniel, if you're playing the Kraken in overtime, shouldn't you just hold the puck and get to the shootout? Yeah, I would. Given the way the Kraken have performed in the shootout, if you if you have decent shootout results, I would I would also kind of just hold on to the puck if I was another team. Um, Lindsay, remind me again when Brandon Tanev is expected to be back. Uh, well, I guess Jake has already got you uh, covered there five or six weeks. Uh, thank you very much, Jake, for that. I'll read it out loud for everybody. Uh, Sergio, good game today, but uh, we could finish without the drama, but it's Kraken style. <laughs> yes, it is. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, good stuff there. DJ Singleton, I thought they were more in a diamond today. 
they were at times like I don't know it. Like I said, if you when I was looking at those, and I was in charge of the Twitter today, so I wasn't looking at them as closely as I normally do. But from what I remember, looking at the power play goals that Detroit was able to score later on, it felt more like a passive box or maybe a passive box where one guy kind of goes to to make a hero play. But like you think of the ghosty bear one, right? The 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 first one and just the ability for them to move the puck to him in that spot on the ice. I mean, he's right there kind of at that, that spot on the circle. That's, you know, that's a dangerous spot to leave somebody because they're going to get a pretty full view of the net and just the puck movement that they were able to have. Generally, you wouldn't see them have that puck movement a little lower down. It would be more up by the, by the blue line uh, and utilizing the defenseman a lot more than them being able just to make those cross seam passes. If you were in a, more of a diamond shape, but maybe they were playing diamond and it was, they just weren't covering things up high. That is possible. Um, let's see. Philly beaten Vegas. Come on. Flyers. Definitely coop. I am there for you. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Uh, Rebecca, where's our, like the stream crew at, I'll give it a go. If you like overtime game winning goals, like the stream. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Appreciate that. I don't I don't have a view of how many likes there are, but I see that there's still 113 people in here. Thank you all very much for sticking around. Um, I guess, you know, we're coming up on 53 minutes. If I skipped a, a comment earlier that you want read, uh, feel free to go ahead and throw it in here at the bottom now, and I'll, I'll get to it now, answer a question, anything like that. Um, otherwise, I mean, yeah, this was just a fantastic, fantastic game. Uh, Elizabeth. Oh, this is a good question. Who gets the hat tonight? Who's your choice, Dylan? I had an event tonight and missed the game. Excited to watch tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I won't say like a, too many spoilers. Uh, although I guess, you know, they won because you're asking about the hat. Uh, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, oh, who gets the hat tonight? Um, I mean, Jaden Schwartz has the two goals, right? Cartier though, with the big goal, uh, three stars of the game did go to Schwartz. <sighs> I'm, I think I would personally go with McCann. All right. And I want to see everybody else's, you know, answers here in chat as well. I, I think I would probably go with McCann just because he gets that game time goal with a minute 22 left. And also, I guess, sorry about not giving spoilers, Elizabeth. I'm just going to talk all about this game now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would go with McCann for, for getting the, the, the game time goal with a minute 22 left, right? The Kraken needed it. They were able to get it. And then for making that great, you know, almost no look, just tape to tape, backdoor, find Everly, you know, get it done with under 10 seconds left in the game, right? Like, how do you not? I, I just, I think personally, it's got to go with with Jared McCann. Uh, but I could, I could see Schwartz. I see a lot of people saying Schwartz in the in the chat here. Coop, DJ Singletones, Kalen, all going with um, Schwartz there. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, yeah, you could go Eberly too, right? Rebecca saying got to be Ebs or Schwartz. You could go Eberly because he did score the goal. But I, I think that goal is, you know, kind of more so actually on, uh, on. Um, McCann for making that pass and, and collecting the puck and having the poise to walk in, eat a little time, really wait for that play to develop and for Eberly to get up and get over there and get open. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think I'd probably go and um, for Gunner go big rig for the hat. I mean, he had a good game again, especially in the offensive zone. I mean, that guy's just absolutely going for it. Love to see it there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going McCann 
feels pretty split a little bit between McCann, maybe leaning a little bit more towards Schwartz. Um, Stratic, give the hat to Ebbs. It's a, it's a good one. It's, it's, isn't it nice when we can sit here and have to really like talk about who deserves the hat because so many guys played well and so many guys put themselves in position to have earned the hat that we get to have this conversation. I mean, this is kind of like, this is, it's great, right? Like this is fantastic. Didn't have to do it so much for that first win, just because, you know, Ty Cartier gets his first goal, all that kind of good stuff. There's, there's a lot going on in that one. Um, whereas this one, we can really kind of sit here and, and have the discussion about it. And Oh boy, did I miss having these discussions? Oh, I missed it so much. Having these talks with all of you. It's good stuff for sure um let's see alan they did show all of overtime on frozen frenzy i love the reaction from the espn crew too almost like they were silently rooting for seattle i mean look whether you're rooting for seattle or you're rooting for an exciting finish right just as a fan of hockey as a fan of your broadcast uh, in its inaugural debut doing well and having exciting things happen uh no matter what it is yeah this was this this was a good and positive result for you. And um, yeah, uh, oh, I can't wait to go back and, and check that out because obviously I missed it having to do everything. I was freaking out about how, what, what I should write for the, the Twitter. Oh, I, I don't like being in charge of the Twitter, everybody. I, I like this. I like this. I like talking with everybody. Um, it's harder to be like a, a journalist, a newsman. I, I don't know how to do that. Uh, RJ is definitely much better than me. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, the tangle of the tentacles. That's a fun one. That is a fun one that I could see a lot of people having fun with uh, out there, too. <laughs> I, I like that. The cephalopod one, that one gets me, too, especially because I've always been a big fan of um, octopuses, which is technically the correct way of saying it, uh, and, uh, and all that good stuff. So I, I like that one. Um, so far, so fun to see Cartier growing into the NHL game so quickly. He was all over the ice tonight from Sean. He is. He was just it's, it's like he was built for this. He just absolutely was. And, and, you know, how great it is for him to be there and for him to be able to, to seize this opportunity. Right. Not just in the postseason last year, but again, this year, making the roster and now working his way back up to the first line. Yes, I know injuries played a part in that. But still, it's it's the hard work that he's put in. It's the style of game that he puts in that is not an easy style of play. It takes a ton of effort night in, night out to play the way he does. It's the ability to play with a budding superstar in Matty Beniers and develop chemistry with him, right? Like, that, there's a lot, a lot of work that really goes into this. And I'm so, so happy that we're getting to see that payoff for a guy who really seems like he absolutely deserves it and, you know, couldn't happen to a better person. So really, really happy about that. Stratic, what was your favorite goal? Favorite goal tonight. That's a good one. You know what? I, I'm going to get on me if this is a cop-out. I'm going to say the overtime goal just because that pass was so clean. The way McCann is staring down Billy Huso, Detroit is launching all their bodies into that shooting lane because they really think McCann's going for it, right? It looks like McCann's going for it. He's walking in on the goaltender. He's got time and space. This is the Kraken's 40-goal scorer. He scored the game-tying goal. You're expecting him to take that shot. And then just last minute, he turns his head slightly and he delivers a pinpoint accurate fast pass. Nobody could react to that. Vili Huso had zero chance of reacting to that pass. It was so quick and it was just so perfectly placed to Eberle. And I mean, it was a great effort play from Eberle too on, on Ebbs' side, right? You saw him. He stayed down on his knees afterwards because it was just effort after that big rush the Kraken had to come even into the zone to set all that up. 
um, just took so much out of him. I, I think he was one of the guys who kind of crashed into the boards, right? Like everybody seemed to crash into the boards, but Jared McCann. Um, so for him to get up, get back door like that, open up a passing lane to himself where he could finish and then to finish on uh, again, that was a quick pass. That was a hard pass, right? We know how hard Jared McCann can shoot the puck. He was putting that forearm strength into that, into that pass. It was that it's just a really special goal in my opinion. Um, I, I think so. Oh, Alex, I see that about uh, the hat there. Mm, I, I'm not, I'm not going to read it out loud, but I see that. And mm -hmm. <laughs> I see what you did there. I just don't want to give it airtime. Uh, goalpost for Davy Jones hat from Lindsay. That's a good one. That's definitely you could be doing that. Uh, Pablo has been having a, a two year jinx. No, he had a year two jinx. No, he had two assists tonight. He really woke up. I think uh, playing with Ty Cartier is going to really get him going here. Definitely. Uh, Gabby and the helmet kiss afterwards. Definitely. That's yeah, it's still the best part. It's still the best part. Come on. Oh, though, Gunner bringing up the short slapper from the bank on the on the banked pass from Wenny. That was a really good one, too. We did talk about that earlier one. Oh, I love that. Oh, no, that's a good one, too. I don't know. I, I, I gave all my thoughts on the first one. I'll stick with my first one. But, yes, I want to see. I think it was with Coop. I'm with Coop from earlier. I want to see more guys just do that. Just walk in and just take a clap or go for it. Um, B, oh, hey, Oilers lost again. I don't want to revel in their probably temporary downfall, but also I can't help it. It's okay to appreciate it while it lasts. Allen's going to be a dangerous pairing of Beniers and Cartier. Give it some growth with time and other teams will be watching for it. Definitely. Um, yeah. And, you know, we talked about it um, last year, the the whole idea of, of pairs, right? Up and down the lineup, right? RJ talked a lot about that and the Kraken trying to find those pairs that they wanted to have for the lineup. That really feels like the, you know, one of the top pairs that the Kraken have. Um uh, let's see. I just wanted to recognize a vital contribution to the overtime portion of the OT win. I, no, okay, Alex. <laughs> uh, yes. So, all right, everybody. Thank you all so much for, uh, for joining me here. I was going to say us, but for joining me here tonight on post game live presented by Flatstick. again, I mean, so happy to have them on board for season three this year. Just incredible stuff. I'm getting ready to, you know, I'm trying to plan out all the logistics stuff for my November kind of over Thanksgiving trip. I'm definitely going to be um, taking some time out of that. I'm up there to go to one of their six locations, uh, probably that South Lake Union location and really check it out. I'm really excited for that. And I hope, um, you know, other people have been checking them out as well and have been having positive experiences. Again, we want to see that. Tweet at us, tweet at Flatstick. They're at Flatstick Pub. You know, let us know how everybody's been enjoying it. Thank you all for, for joining us tonight. Kraken, big win to start this road trip. They really needed it. They were able to pull it out in as exciting a fashion as you possibly could have. That's good stuff. And hey, everybody was able to see it on ESPN for the Frozen uh, Frenzy. That's good too. So thank you all. Good night. And uh, we'll see you all on Thursday. RJ will be back, I promise. <laughs>